Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. Good morning, Breakfast of Champions. This is Alexander Gonzalez coming to you live from St. Petersburg, Florida, and I am so super blessed to be here with you guys. I'm going to do a quick reset of the room, and then we will get started uh, for this next hour. So first and foremost, I do want to say I lost my voice about a week ago. It's slowly coming back. So I apologize in advance if it sounds a little off, but that's what we're working with. And right now you are here on The Breakfast with Champions where you can find motivation, inspiration, and education literally every single day of the week. That's Monday through Friday, starting at 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, followed by the social media show at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on Saturdays, starting at 6 a.m. and on Sundays for Club 111, where we have church, y'all. Um, all right. I am super excited to be here with you guys. Last week, I was not. I was absent last week because I was in Mexico celebrating my 40th birthday. And on Monday of last week, I actually turned 40. 
And so today, what I wanted to come to you guys with were, what are the four biggest lessons that I learned in my four, first four decades? So first and foremost, I've learned many lessons. There, these lessons aren't necessarily the four best lessons. I'll be very honest. They were the four first, the first four lessons that popped into my head. And the reason that I chose to go with those four is if they bubbled up, I felt like, okay, they came kind of naturally out to me. And so this is kind of what I want to do. I want to spend a little bit of time uh, talking about these four things. And then as I'm entering my fourth decade, I would love any lessons that those of you in the audience have learned in your lifetime for you to share a lesson. So start thinking about a lesson in your mind because the second half of this segment, I want you guys to speak. I want to hear from you guys. I want to learn. I want to have my life uh, made better because I'm learning from the life lessons um, from you guys here. So you guys know that I love lots of active participation. That's like how I want to hear as many people's voices as possible. So I would like first and foremost, all of us to unmute and let's just claim that today is going to be a good day. Let's go. I want to hear you say it. Today is going to be a good day. Today is going to be a good day. Yes, yes. Yes, let's claim that, believe that, and know that it's gonna happen. Also, I see that right now we've had 102 shares. So I'm gonna request that you guys, let's get this room shared out. Let's get that up to at least 110. So just asking for eight of you to go ahead and share this room out, whether you've already shared it or not, feel free to go ahead and do that. And just so that people know, yo, we here, we woke, we ready, <laughs> we about to talk, let's get this done. So we're gonna keep those numbers flying up. So if you hear my voice and you have not hit the share button, do me a favor and hit that share button so that we can get this shared out and get this room at the top of that hallway and get these people coming in here. So I appreciate the few that have already done it. I need five more of you, don't feel funny. Just hit the share button and we're gonna get started. All right, guys, thank you guys so much. So the four biggest lessons learned in my four, first four decades, and I wanna say first four decades because I believe that there are many, 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 many more decades to come. And in fact, turning 40, which is so funny to me because as a kid, when you thought of a 40 year old, you thought of like, an older person and they had everything together and like, just like old. <laughs> and now that I'm 40, I'm like, I feel so young. I'm so excited for this decade. I'm so excited for what's to come. And I'm so excited to trail forward into my future with all the wisdom and knowledge that I've gained in aging, in living life and experiencing life. So the first lesson that I love to share with you guys, and again, these are in no particular order, and there are definitely other lessons that I've learned in life and some that might even be bigger, but because these were at top of mind, this is what I wanted to share with you. So the first lesson is that love should be unconditional, but that doesn't mean you can't have high standards. And you know, I think that this is a really important thing because oftentimes, and you guys know that I say this all the time, I love you just because. There should not be a condition or reason as to why you have love in your heart for somebody, in my opinion. In my opinion, love is something that should be given freely. Um, God is love and we are made in his image. So in turn, we are love incarnate. And so we should just love freely. Love everyone you come in contact with. There's a difference between loving someone and being in love with someone. I'm not saying to have romantic love for tons and tons of people. I'm saying have genuine love for your fellow human mankind, for your neighbor. Love thy neighbor as thyself, as we hear in the Bible. And the reason that I want to stress that that doesn't in turn mean 
that you can't have high standards or that you can't have expectations that you place on people. Now, this is the thing. I will say that I have learned in my years that expectations actually lead more to uh, heartache and um, uh, unfortunately let down than anything. But having high standards is different than having expectations. And loving someone unconditionally doesn't mean carte blanche, allowing them to act and behave as they want. And so I'd like to stress this because this is the thing. And, I, and I've given this analogy before this. When we think of the Bible and we think of God, right, we know that he is love. But we also know that when Jesus was here on this earth and he saw something at the temple that he didn't like, what did he do? He turned over the tables. <laughs> you know, he went in and he expressed that he didn't like it. Now, does that mean that in that moment Jesus stopped loving? loving the people behind those tables, that Jesus stopped loving the people at that temple. No. And I think that the key is this. I think that while you love unconditionally and still have high standards, you separate your love from those standards. Meaning your love is given freely, not because they meet those high standards, but in turn, the person is able to spend uh, they, you're willing to share space and energy with them because they meet those high standards. So love everybody, but protect your energy as well and know that you're allowed to have standards of who you surround yourself with. That doesn't mean that you're exclusionary. It doesn't mean that you don't love everybody, but it does mean that what you're doing is making sure that you love yourself as well. And so the biggest lesson that I've learned is, listen, in life, love will get you so far. And in fact, we might talk a little bit more about love a little later. I, I, I did a whole talk at the Grow Your Business for God's Sakes conference about love and self-love and loving others and speaking to the water in our bodies and telling that water that it is loved and really genuinely seeing the needle move forward in your business through the vibration of love. I genuinely believe that love is the greatest thing that's ever happened, that the, the greatest thing that we have the opportunity to experience, the greatest thing that we have the opportunity to give, it's love. And sometimes we get it twisted and we think that because we have to be a loving human being and we love unconditionally, that we have to also become a doormat and a people pleaser. And I can tell you as a, as a, um, as a former, as a recovering people pleaser that still struggles with people pleasing on a regular basis, but have understood that I can't, that that space drains me. Being a people pleaser doesn't do me any good. It, it, it cuts into my authenticity that it's okay to have high standards, be protective of your space and of your energy, and yet still love all those around you unconditionally. So that was one of the biggest lessons that I learned in my first four decades. Learned through a lot of heartache, uh, to be honest. Learned through um, a lot of initially, uh, really self-hatred that kind of led me on the journey to learn more about self-love and on the journey of self-love, learning to truly love unconditionally. And in loving unconditionally, also understanding that it's okay to have high standards. If we think about our children, I love my children unconditionally with every fiber of my being. There is no act, there's nothing they can say, there's nothing they can do, there's no letter grade, there's no goal scored, there's nothing that they can do to make me love them more. I love them with every fiber of my being for no reason at all, just because, truly, truly unconditional. Now my unconditional love for my children does not then say that they get to run rampant, they get to do what they want, they get to misbehave and I don't have to have any type of standards or discipline, absolutely not. I have been tasked with shaping these incredible human beings. My wife and I get to work together to mold them and help them become the men and women that God want them to become. My unconditional love does not in turn then mean I have no standards. 
or expectations. It just means that my love isn't tied to the end result. My love isn't tied to their success. My love isn't tied to their failure. My love is tied to them. And if you can figure out how to truly have unconditional love for everyone around you and sever the ties between that love and your expectations, then you can still have high standards and love unconditionally. And I feel like that was really one of the biggest lessons that I've learned in life. And one of the biggest things that's taken me um, to where I genuinely live a life that I love, full of lots of laughter, lots of love, lots of heartache, definitely challenges, but a life that I can't wait to wake up to every single day. Love is a very powerful thing. And when your love, when your life is surrounded by love, it's the best feeling in the world. I was just in Mexico. Uh, it was a group of eight of us that went to celebrate my 40th birthday. Me, two of my best friends, my wife, their wives, and then uh, my sister and, and, and her husband. And I just remembered as I'm surrounded, I mean, we went to one of the dopest resorts you can ever go to in the whole wide world, uh, doing some of the coolest things, um, surrounded by beauty and opulence. All I kept feeling was how surrounded by love I was. I turned 40 and I couldn't have wished for a better way to ring in this new decade, for a better way to celebrate a new year of life than the way that I did. And it wasn't because of all the cool things that we got to do, that was awesome. It was, with, it was because I was with people who I love unconditionally and they love me unconditionally. And that unconditional love was freely given the entire trip. And I felt so enveloped in that love that I felt like the, Luckiest guy in the world, truly. When you love freely, the best part of loving freely is that love is mirrored right back. And you get to feel loved freely. And that's the best feeling in the world. Okay, so first lesson is love should be unconditional. That doesn't mean you can't have high standards. Lesson number two. And this was a really tough lesson as a recovering people pleaser uh, that I had to learn. And that is a friend to all is a friend to none. Now, let me explain that. I, you can be friendly with everybody. And, and, and I'll be honest, I do believe, uh, especially here, I can speak primarily about the United States, but I have been blessed to live in other countries and travel to over 40 countries around the world. I will say in America, we use the term friend more frivolously than any other country. Uh, however, it's still a word that's quite frivolously used. The reality of the matter is the majority of us have very, very few best friends, one, two best friends, a good chunk, uh, you know, a handful of close or good friends, you know, probably count on one hand, maybe two. And you have some kind of outlier friends that you see every once in a while, but the majority of people in our lives are going to be acquaintances on some level. Maybe they'll be business partners. Maybe there'll be some sort of different relationship dynamic. But when you call everyone your friend, then no one's your friend. How can, you know, when you, when you have um, the little kid that's like, I have 10 best friends. Well, how do you have 10 best? <laughs> you know, how, they're, they're, it's really, they, we just use these terms freely. And the reason that I say that a friend to all is a friend to none, and because what happens is, is that you divide your energy, you split your energy and your time and what you can give out by through so many people that you actually don't give anyone anything. And for a long time in my life, I'll be very honest, and it, it's sad to admit, 
But the truth is, I was so, so worried about being liked. I was so, so worried about being popular and being voted in for all the different things and, and just being seen as this person. I wanted to be this kind of, I don't know what I thought, you know, I wanted to be, but I wanted just to be liked and loved. A large part was that I didn't like or love myself. And so I was seeking that like and love through others and through that process of people pleasing and having so many different friends and all these different people that you're trying to give, 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 give to, I stopped giving to myself. And most importantly, I only had the table scraps to give to my family. And so I realized that it is so much more important to surround myself with a few solid individuals who genuinely care about my well-being. I genuinely care about their well-being. There's true unconditional love and friendship. Now, I don't know how I won the friend lottery and I won the family lottery. And I just feel like I've won the lottery of life, the kid lottery. Like, I feel like I've won all these things. And it all started when I stopped focusing outward and being liked outward and accepted outward and having people like me and being a people pleaser and being popular and having lots and lots and lots of friends and being a friend to everybody that needed a friend. I was there. It started when I stopped being a friend to all. It didn't mean I stopped being friendly to all. There's a distinction. I started being a friend to me first, loving myself first, keeping promises to myself first, building up my confidence, and then being protective of the energy, excuse me, of the space that I keep and allowing people into that circle that push that needle forward. And now in my life, I'm surrounded by exceptional human beings that I get the privilege to call my friends, my family, that push me towards my greatness and give me the opportunity to push them towards their greatness, that know how I feel before I even share it, that will spend literally thousands of dollars to fly over to Mexico to stay at the most opulent resort and celebrate me, even though that sacrifice of money and time was great, I was worth it to them. Celebrating me was worth it to them. And the cool part is having them there absolutely made the experience better Having the, being surrounded by this love and enveloped by their love on my 40th made my 40th better. But I actually would have been suffice if I was there with just my wife. When you're so set in a solid friend group and so loved by people, there isn't this needy desire that you need them. I need to be with you. I need to be with you because you're so desperate to be loved that you need to be around that love. I'm fulfilled whether I'm with them or not. They enhance my life and make my life better when we're together. So love everyone unconditionally. We already talked about that, but not everyone needs to be someone that gets to enter your circle, your space, share energy with you. Protect your energy because a friend to all is a friend to none. Okay, so the first lesson in my first four decades is love should be unconditional. That doesn't mean you can't have high standards. Lesson number two, a friend to all is a friend to none. Lesson number three, understand yourself and how you define success. What does that mean? So you guys know that I'm, I'm, you know, in network marketing, I'm an entrepreneur full time. This is what I've done. Hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you wanna know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. 
If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. Now for over five years, I've been so blessed in this incredible ride and this incredible life. I've been blessed to have been either directly or indirectly able to touch the lives of tens of thousands of people through my business. And for the first couple years, I felt almost the entire time like I was failing, even though my numbers were good, I was reaching ranks, I earned a free car, all these different things were happening. I felt like I was failing. When I got my first um, $10,000 plus check, uh, I went and I spent $1,200 on some, a pair of Louis Vuitton shoes because I felt like everyone had really cool expensive shoes. I needed to keep up with the Joneses. And it was like, hey, I'm, you know, just made a pretty big commission check. Let's go. The shoes are the most unfulfilling shoes I've ever spent money on. <laughs> but I was fulfilling success how it was defined by others, and it was not in turn fulfilling me. It wasn't until I truly defined what success meant for me within me, how I would measure my success, and what I wanted that success to ultimately be like and do for me, that I realized that one of the things, I'll tell you, I'll give you a little hint. One of the things that I realized that when it comes to business and actually working the business, and if, it's, if I'm not having fun, if it doesn't feel fun for me, it's really hard for me to be motivated to do it. Isn't that funny? That's like, like a real hard <laughs> revelation that I had to have. But if it feels like work, I'm not really interested. And if I have fun and I enjoy it, meaning, and I don't necessarily mean having fun in the business at all times, because there's some times that, you know, the remedial things or the daily things or the monotonous things that you have to do, they have to get done. They still have to get done. But the, on along the way, am I stopping to smell the roses? Or is my nose so far, you know, down on the grind that I don't even know what a rose smells like? For me, I learned that I would rather have a business that grows a little bit slower, but maybe on the weekends completely take off and have a great time and have a bunch of family time and go out and go see a cool DJ or go to a cool concert or whatever, than just to hit the grind seven days a week, keep growing, keep growing, growing, because I got something to build. And once I build it to this level, then I can slow down. But until I, until I get to this level, I can't slow down. I realized that that was not success for me. That was not a life that I was wanting to live to achieve any level of success. And in fact, regardless of what, how much money was coming in, I was miserable and unhappy operating at that rate and the money meant less to me. I would rather operate in a way that makes me happy, that keeps me joyous, that makes me feel like I have time with my family, I have time with my friends, I have time to let loose, I have time to do the things that matter to me and still build a big business while doing it. I do believe that you can have it all, but oftentimes you just have to either check your ambition and your action and make sure that they line up. And understanding that if you have a certain level of ambition, it's gonna require a certain level of action to get there. And if that action is an action you're willing to do, if that action is an action that you're actually work that you're willing to do it with a smile in your heart while you're doing it, <laughs> then that success either may not actually come or when you get it, it's not gonna feel great. You're not gonna enjoy it because sustaining that success is doing things you don't want to do. So really sit down with yourself, figure out what it is, uh, how you define success and what type of action you're willing to do to meet that ambition. And when those two are aligned, I think that that's when the magic happens. It's okay to realize that the ambition you have is higher than the action you're willing to give at this time. And so for now, 
Maybe drop the ambition a little to meet the level of action you're willing to put into it and see where you can find that sweet spot where you're still uncomfortable, you're still pushing yourself, but you're happy, joyous doing it. You really enjoy what you're getting to do and in turn, you reach the level of success in a way that you wanna reach it, defined by how you define it. So lesson number one, Love should be unconditional. That doesn't mean you can't have high standards. Lesson number two, a friend to all is a friend to none. Lesson number three, understand yourself and how you define success and be okay with how you define success and what that path to success will look like for you. If this differs than someone that you're working with, maybe in business, maybe your spouse, et cetera, have that conversation and let them see your heart. Let them understand how you define success and the path to get there so they understand you and don't immediately compare themselves to themselves and expect you to do things the way that they want to do things. Okay, lesson number four that I learned in my first four decades of life. I just turned 40 a week ago today on April 4th, 4-4 of 22, I turned 40. Lots of fours and twos there. I wonder what that means. <laughs> I love that. Um, number four, don't be so future focused that you're not present in the now. This was a very, very, very big lesson that I had to learn. And it goes a little bit hand in hand with the lesson above, because one of the things that I had to learn was how my wife defined success, how my wife um, was, what my wife was willing to do to obtain said success. And one of the things that was very, very important to her was that no matter what was going on, at some point, every single day for an extended period of time, I was present. That means I wasn't responding to text messages, I wasn't responding to DMs, I wasn't posting on social media, I wasn't snapping a story. I was truly and authentically present with her, present with my kids, present as a family, you see, oftentimes we can use the excuse of the future that we're leading towards. We can use our goals. We can use all the things that we're working on. And you might be busting your tail feathers to make sure that your dreams come true. But if you're doing it at the cost of the relationships that God has already placed in your life, then you have to stop and check why. Are you running away from responsibility? Are you running away from actually doing the things that maybe you don't like doing and as being a parent or, or a spouse or some of the things that are frustrating or annoying to deal with, whatever it may be? Are you stopping to be present with those that love you now, that are in your life now? Or are you so future focused that the now is getting kind of your leftovers. My wife, very, very early on, we realized that her definition of success, my definition of success was different. What she was looking for um, whenever I stepped into full-time entrepreneurship uh, was different than what I was looking for when I stepped into full-time entrepreneurship. The amount of money that she wanted brought in was different than the amount of money that I cared to bring in. She would literally rather go with less and have more time together than to have more and our time together as a family be limited. That's a really tough pill to swallow when you're like, but wait, if I keep on this path, we can be here. And then being told, I don't want to go there. I had to stop and really reassess a lot of things within myself. I had to check myself and verify, 
Am I defining success in the way that I really want to define that success? Or am I defining success in the way that the world is defining success in the way that others around me are defining success and what others have achieved? And I'm trying to keep up with the Joneses. Am I so future focused that I'm not presently good? So future bound that you're no presently good. Stop, be present, love those around you, spend time with those around you, figure out what it is, because at the end of the day, it's never gonna be your accomplishments. When people are on their deathbed, they never say, I wish I had more time to build a bigger business. I wish I had more time to make another million. I wish I had more time to buy a new car. They say, I wish I had more time with the people that I love. Are you so future focused that you're not present with the here and now? So just a quick review, and then I'm gonna be opening it up to you guys. The four lessons that I learned in my first four decades, four of the biggest lessons I learned in my first four decades. Number one, love should be unconditional, but that doesn't mean you can't have high standards. Number two, a friend to all is a friend to none. Number three, understand yourself and how you define success and be okay if it's different than others and have that conversation with those in your life, like your spouse, your partner, etc., that are close to you and see if those definitions of success align. And number four, don't be so future focused that you're not present in the now. So I'd love to open it up now and I'd love for comments and feedback, of course, but really I'd love for you to share a lesson that you've learned in your life, just one lesson. And let's try to keep these shares to two to three minutes so we can get as many people to share as possible. But uh, go ahead, I hear someone on mute, share with us any feedback or a lesson that you've learned and however long you've been on this earth. Hey, Alexander Smith, Daniel. Hey, buenos días, buenas tardes. Buenos días, Daniel. <laughs> well, hermano. Um, thank you so much for your sharing. I mean, wow, I mean, we, how do we align? I go deep inside when you, every single time you share. I, I got an amazing lesson the, a while back is um, take time out, step out of yourself, look around yourself. And with that, you can build self-respect patience and love for others because sometimes it's we're so busy that we don't step back and look and say wow calm down look view keep it simple because when you do that and you look from the outside in you're able to flow and grow calmly so yeah, step out of yourself and that happened to me because i needed to because i was too excessively busy so thank you so much my brother Alexander for your, your amazing time and sharing but yeah I had to step out of my own self get out of my own way to manage to achieve some goals so I love thank that you, hermano. Thank, thank you hermano be okay stepping out of your own way I love that Daniel great share who else would like to share go ahead and yeah, go ahead. this is Tina how are you good Tina how are you I am amazing. At first, when you said a friend to all, can you repeat that a one again? A friend to all is a friend to none. Dude, when you first said that, I was a little confused, and then I let it sink in and sink in, and I got it. Because if you're a friend to all, you're trying to please everyone. You're not being your true self. So that one really hit hard for me because I tend to sometimes try to make everyone happy and make everyone like me, and you can't do that. So thank you so much for sharing that. That was amazing. And happy belated birthday. Well, thank you. Well, how about this, Tina? Share with me a lesson that you've learned in your life. Oh my gosh, I'm about to be 50. So I've learned that I have to slow down. Um, it just seems like I just keep doing more and more and more and more as I get older. And I just have to really be more compassionate and think about other people. Um, sometimes I tend to assume things and you can't assume anything. Everyone's going through something and you just have to look at it from another window. So that's my take my give to everyone is look at it through the other person's eyes. Don't assume that this person isn't doing something because they're lazy, because they're tired, because they don't want to think about what that person is actually going through. And then you can understand them a little better and be more compassionate. 
Yeah, that's good. I love that. Thank you so much, Tina, for your share. All right, Alexander, go ahead, whoever. This is Adam. Go ahead, Adam. So, man, two things. One, thank you very much for the share. That was absolutely outstanding. I, I wrote them down. I'm taking them with me. Um, the one I wanted to share with you was uh, when I was when I was in the depths of my personal despair when I was transitioning out of the military and stepping into the civilian life. I was at the very very bottom of the barrel. I wrote my suicide note. I drank every drop of alcohol in the house. The only reason why I didn't pull the trigger was because I was so drunk I passed out before I could pull the trigger. I, had to, I was posed, ready to go. And the the most powerful thing for me and the greatest lesson that I've learned is that a hand up is not a handout. And we hear these statements of like, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. I would say if you want to go fast and far and do it, do it well and do it so it can be repeated, you do it with other people that you care about and care about you. The number one thing I always thought personally, especially because of my, my, the, my background, where I came from, is that ultimately my problem is mine to bear. And, and I can do it alone because I don't want to put this on someone else. But a very close friend of mine, he gave me an opportunity and he gave me a hand up. He, he, he felt the pain and despair and the challenge and the battle. And he knew that all I wanted to do was provide for my family and create change in the world. And so he gave me a hand up. And, and if anybody anybody ever thinks that a hand up is, is, is uh, what's the word I'm looking for, is a donation, if a hand up is simply someone taking care of you, it is not the same thing. A handout is begging, is begging to be given something. A hand up is an opportunity presented because someone sees the value in yourself that you can't see within. I think that was such a huge thing for me. And I'm, I'm right there with you. I'm almost 42, Alexander. So happy birthday, brother. I, I love it, man. I love your feedback on this. It's great. Thank you, brother. I love that. What a great lesson to learn is that a hand up is not a hand out. And it's okay. It's okay sometimes to need a little bit of help. And I'll tell you what a blessing it is to have a friend that's even willing to give you the hand up so you can do what you've achieved, brother. Appreciate that share. Much love for you. And thank you again for your service uh, and all that you've done. So thank you so much for your share. All right. Yes, go ahead. This is Monica in the turquoise ring. My friend, it's good to see you and happy birthday. Your your Instagram looked amazing about your trip. I'm so happy for you. Thank you for your share this morning. The thing that I would like to share very quickly is, and I'm in my uh, mid fifties. So the first thing is, dude, it only gets better. <laughs> and secondly, your own cup is the most important cup you can ever fill. That's my lesson. Uh, such a good lesson. You should never fill someone else's cup from your cup, but from your saucer, from your excess. Make sure that your cup is overflowing and from your excess, you feed others. I love that, Monica. You are powerful and I agree with you 100%. I know it only gets better. I did not turn 40 thinking I was old. I turned 40 thinking like, I'm 40, I'm so excited. And now I get to use the hashtag, this is 40. <laughs> Just kidding. But <laughs> I was super excited to be 40. I'm excited to be in this decade. My 20s made me a husband. My 30s made me a dad. And I just don't, I like cannot wait to see uh, what I am able to make happen in this decade. So thank you, I cannot wait. Hey, Alexander. Ooh, okay, I heard, so I heard a few people. So I heard Mary Lynn. Jeannie. Uh, and then who else spoke? Jeannie. Beth. Beth. Jeannie, Beth, and, and then one, I, I hear a gentleman's, Adrian. Alexander, if we can get in there. Yeah, we got, well, we, listen, we got 20 minutes, brother, so I'm sure we'll get you in. So, Beth, I'll let you go first, and then I'll do Mary Lynn, and then I don't remember already what the other person's name was. Who was, was that? It was Babs. <laughs> ba oh, Babs. I'm sorry. Babs. Adrian. Okay, so we'll go Babs, Mary Lynn, Adrian, and TM. And so, Babs, go ahead. And Jeannie. Yes, Jeannie. Okay, so Jeannie, I'll have you go right before TM as well. All right, Alexander, I really appreciate this. Thank you very much. I was so happy to be able to jump in and, and hear the jewels that you were dropping. Um, the one thing that definitely resonated with me, especially being um, a, a single 
a person with no children working consistently as a serial entrepreneur, the one thing you do not want to do is let life pass you by. So this year I have on purpose started planning trips and visiting family and friends and just loving on people because one thing you cannot get back is time. You know, you miss everything and you miss all the different things and the joys of life because you're so busy building what and giving to who? Because when I leave, what is it's no truck that's going behind me, you know. So I I really appreciate that and the the one and I've been taking that time to do that and and the more I do it, I'm happy because the whole purpose in my life is to be happy. I've given to others. Now it's time for me to slow down and just enjoy life as I'm continuing to build a foundation. Yes, I love that. I love that. I love that. I love that. All right. Um, who was next? I think you said Mary I Lynn, did. but funny, it wasn't Oh me. my gosh, it wasn't. <laughs> it sounded like you. But, but that's okay. I'm going to say happy birthday and 40s are amazing. And, you know, um, I took care of my son for so long. I was a single mom and then I took care of my grandmother and, and then my son had a surgery on his knee and blah, blah, blah. And I didn't do anything. Like I just was a caregiver and to hear, you know, see you living life to the fullest, even with the kids and everything. Not sure what the topic is. I honestly just got here, but what I'm going to say is live living life to the fullest. You know, this kind of sounds like the, uh, the theme take heed from me. Don't be 53 and wake up and have never left the country or any of those things. So I'm just happy birthday to you, Alexander. Glad you had an amazing birthday. Can't wait to watch you be 40. Love and I'll, you, sis. I'll yield. <laughs> yes, I love you, sis. Thank you so much for that. And we're just sharing life lessons that we learned. And that's a great life lesson. You know, uh, you were a caregiver for everyone else. Don't be 53. And, um, you know, I, at least this is a good thing is I know that now you're switching things while you obviously are always there for others. Um, you are there more for yourself now. And uh, that's beautiful to start watching. So love you, Mary Lynn. Thank you so much for your share. Uh, Jeannie? Yes. I just thank you, Alexander, for all the things today. But um, your 40th birthday story reminds me. Uh, it took me back to mine. And I, I live in the people pleaser. I lived. Let me make that past tense. In the people pleaser world, as you did. Um, and on my 40th, I was traveling all the time. And that time, I was working three weeks out of the month in California. And so it came time for my birthday and I was supposed to go on a trip with friends and one by one, all of them had something come up. And so I called my travel agent, then I, there were travel agents and now they're back again. Um, and I said, you know, maybe I should just, I'm gonna be by myself. I don't really wanna fly somewhere cause I'm flying all the time. You know, should I, should I just go on a cruise by myself? And she said, Jeannie Snyder Cruise, Jeannie Snyder Cruise, not feeling it. And I said, well, what am I going to do? And I was alone doing something. I thought, that's cool. So I rented a convertible and I just drove without any plan. And I drove to see, to your point, Alexander, friends that really meant something to me. Not just the friends that, you know, were flybys, but friends that really meant something to me. And I didn't plan it till the day before. And I said, can I come up and see you? And I drove this convertible for a week without a plan. And yet it was the most important thing I was driving with intention. So that is my share. And my lesson learned is drive with intention and use a stick shift because that's really driving versus riding. So <laughs> I will pass the mic to TM. However, I would love, I don't know if you can do this, but can we sing happy birthday to Alexander? <laughs> would everybody on mic and sing happy birthday? Oh my goodness. Happy birthday. I love it. I, love I think that was in the wow. key of R, but happy birthday, Alexander. I'll pass the mic to TM. <laughs> Thank you so much. Awesome share. TM, go ahead. 
uh, in the key of R. That's hilarious. I think there was. I think Babs was before me. We were going to get her. So Babs spoke. I think it was Adrian. I think it was, there was an Adrian. Uh, yeah, there was yeah, someone else. Yeah, there was like an Adrian in my career. Yes. Yeah, go ahead. Adrian, hi, Alex. Happy birthday again. My lesson learned is that you're never too old. I turn 63 next month, and I tell myself every day, you're never too old. You're never too old to get fit. You're never too old to get wealthy, and you're never too old just to try. So I just say you're never too old. And uh, thank you for letting me share. Yes, I love that so much. Thank you so much for that share. So ladies and gentlemen, for those of you that are just coming in, I'll do a quick reset before I pass it over to UTM. Uh, I shared uh, four of the biggest lessons I learned in my first four decades of life. I turned 40 on Monday. Uh, and so now this part of the segment, we're going around and sharing life lessons that we've learned. Adrian just shared with us that you're never too old to go for whatever it is you want to go for. You're never too old. So I'll pass the mic over to you, Tia. Oh man, good morning, champions. And uh, it is certainly Aries season, my friend, uh, as I recently celebrated a birthday as well. So congratulations on all of your successes, Alexander, and, and happy birthday, man. Listen, we, we need more, more messages that pull at our heartstrings, right? Stimulate our heart. Um, because that's exactly what you did for me this morning, man. I'll tell you, when you talk about just love, right? I mean, I, I'm so appreciative to have grown up in love uh, and, and we take it for granted, right? It's not until we go out in the world that we realize how important it is. But I'll tell you, you challenged my thought process this morning uh, with, with the idea of number two, right? That, that a friend to all uh, is a friend to none. I think I'm not the only one who was challenged by that, that, that concept this morning, but it certainly resonated with me. Um, you know, for me, my lessons uh, have been like a cluster, uh, you know, literally, right? Respect self, respect yourself, uh, you know, respect others and then take responsibility for your actions. Uh, that has been my biggest life lesson and, and it has gotten me um, where I am, right? And, and I try to apply that love. I challenge myself to to apply love every day. It is hard, but it's messages like this and it's people like you, man, um, who keep us encouraged and, and help us to do it. So we love you, Alexander, and happy birthday, brother. Thank you so much, brother. I appreciate you. And, you know, I want to just quickly clarify that just because I'm saying that a friend to all is a friend to none, it doesn't mean you can't love all love for all and i think that that's sometimes the differentiation i think that the word friend is a little too frivolously used uh, if you think of jesus when he walked on this earth he surrounded himself with 12 men that was it and 12 is a big number but that's 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 who he allowed that to enter into his inner space why was it only 12 why wasn't it everyone why wasn't everyone privy to the inner, you know, sharings of Jesus as he walked this earth? And I think that from that lesson, we can learn that in life, we can love all, but our friendship and the, our, the space that we hold, we should protect and give to those that fit the people that you're going to give, they're going to give back. The people that make you better, the people that push you towards your goals. It doesn't mean you can't be friendly. You can't love, you can't be kind. Just means that at the end of the day, protect your space and understand that when you give that space to someone else and you allow someone else into that space, that you're giving them a gift of friendship and you can't give that gift, in my opinion, to just everybody. <laughs> so hopefully that helps. Uh, all right, who else would like to give a lesson that they've learned in life so far? Go ahead and unmute and share. Hello, everyone. Alejandra. Hi. Um, good evening and greetings from Japan. Alexander, happy birthday. Feliz cumpleaños. I believe that we also need to apply that um, taking care of ourselves first with our money as well. I have been able to follow a journey of helping military members with their finances. And, um, and through all of that, I think... I also have experienced that what you're saying in comparison, in parallel with 
being a friend to so many and not being a friend to none, wanting to help people with your money and your resources and your time, a lot of times drains you, drains your cup, and um, sometimes possibly dismiss your own safety financial net. So what I wanted to share is that pretty much we have to see this with the same lens with your finances as well. Build your emergency fund, build your safety net, and it's okay to say no. Have a backup plan. <laughs> Whenever you're invited to dinner or something, have a backup plan. And also, if, um, if you are part of a culture or a family that you are the retirement plan, like in my case, I am my father's retirement plan. Um, I come from a culture where I'm expected to provide for my father, and I will. Out of love, I will. However, I am taking all the necessary steps to guard, protect, and set boundaries with my own finances so I can provide later on. Um, I heard someone said that fill someone else's cup out of your um, overflow of your cup. Um, so that's what I wanted to share. Um, it's an honor to be here. Thank you so much for the mic. And, uh, and I want to say thank you to, um, to Dora. She always allows me to come in. And uh, Dora Maria, thank you so much for allowing me to have a seat on the table and have a good rest of the day. Yes, thank you so much, Alejandra. And I agree, Dora Maria is the best in the whole wide world. Love that share. Thank you so much for a very practical share, um, especially. Uh, okay, I, I hear someone unmuted, I, I believe. Go ahead. Hi, Alexander. Good morning. Happy birthday. Good morning, Hi, friend. How are you? Very well. This is Dr. Odemetsma, professor. Welcome to the fourth floor. I turned 40 last year myself and super, super blessed to be in this new decade. Um, some of the lessons, I think the most important lesson that I have learned and just listening to you talk about friendships and being able to understand the importance of choosing your friends wisely is understanding not to judge my friends too harshly and not to write people off too quickly. Because oftentimes, sometimes people are able to be there for you in certain seasons and in other seasons, they're just not able to. And you have to understand and accept it and not be too quick to judge them or be too quick to get upset with them. Understanding that a friend that does not show up for you today will also show up for you tomorrow. And when they do show up, because they're your friends, they will do the best that they can. And giving people the grace to know that they are always doing their best with whatever they have. Because at the end of the day, we all have life happening to us and happening for us. So we have to be able to accommodate each other with grace. I think that is the biggest lesson that I'm learning now in this decade, to be able to extend a lot of grace towards my friends and hold them also near and dear to my heart. Because if you're able to count on your five fingers, five amazing human beings, who will always show up for you no matter what. You are truly blessed. And if you're able to count on your 10 fingers, 10 super humans who will always show up for you, oh my goodness, you are doubly blessed. Because the older you get, the smaller your circle gets. I'm gonna end up because I'm getting the red button. Is she in the Alexander, matrix for you guys? I love you and I good morning champions. Uh, Thank you so much, Dr. O. Much love, sis. Uh, and I love, love, love what you were saying. Uh, for me, you went into the matrix towards the end there. So I'm not sure if that was just me or everybody, but I heard the chunk of it. So I think I got what you were saying. Thank you so much, friend. Appreciate you. All right, guys, we have six more minutes. Who would like to share a lesson that they've learned in life um, that they just go ahead and unmute. I, I see you, Yolanda, go ahead. Grand rising and happy birthday, Alexander. I have learned, God willing, I will be 60 years old this coming April 19th. And through the storms, through the blessings in my journey, I have learned to embrace the gifts and talents that God has blessed me with. 
And each morning, I thank God for wisdom and discernment because I am definitely one of those women who do not have a lot of friends. But my best friend is God because I've learned over the years, my mother raised me to understand this, to trust no man, to trust God first. And with that, I don't feel that I have to meet other people's standards. I am highly blessed and proud of who I am. I may not be where I used to be, but I am not where I am, where I was. I am where I am now, right in the now. And each day, I learn when things come my way, anxiousness, to be anxious for nothing, to be still, because it's going to happen anyway. I thought I was going to retire from corporate America in 2000, but God had a better plan for me. And now I, when I open my eyes with grace, I ask God for grace and thank him and ask him to bless me, to be a blessing to someone other than myself and not to look at what I don't have, but what I can do for others, but in all of that to do for myself first because myself comes from God. So that's my share. I wish you the best month, year of your birthday because every day is a birthday. When we wake up, whether it's a date or not, it's a birthday. Thank you for allowing me to share. Be blessed and have a wonderful day. Thank you for sharing. And my Lord, you look amazing for 60. I just went through your Instagram. I mean, you don't got a wrinkle on your face. Your forehead is whoa, amazing. I'm like, oh my God, this lady, you, Dr. O, you would love this lady taking care of her skin. Yeah, she's doing what she's supposed to. You look amazing, friend. And so congratulations on turning 60. Thank you for that incredible share. And um, you got the best, best friend you could have. <laughs> and so that's pretty awesome. Appreciate you. All right, guys, we have three minutes left. So I'd love for um, anyone. To, okay, I see you, Patricia. Go ahead. So I learned. Thank you so much. You know what I learned? I learned that I love not being the smartest person in the room. I used to love being the smartest person in the room. Not that I ever thought I was that smart, to be honest. But I got to be honest. Now I love not being the smartest person in the room. And that's what I've learned. And I'm so thankful for that. Thank you. And happy birthday. Yes, that's a great life lesson. Uh, don't be the smartest person in the room. And thank you so much, Patricia. I appreciate you. Um, I did see Mary Kim that you were unmuting before. Go ahead, Mary Kim. Yes, thank you. And uh, happy birthday to you and TM. Um, I'm going to share at age of 40 the three quick things that I learned as becoming a new mom um, from the advice I was given to the people around me. One is to love your child. So I took that and just love everyone wholeheartedly and give that out to others and you will get things in return. The second lesson was his doctors. Um, I have a boy who just turned nine. He's a boy with Down syndrome. So if you know anything about children with Down syndrome, sometimes their um, milestones are delayed, but that does not mean that they will not happen. And so his doctor, one of his first doctors said, as long as he makes progress, you should not worry. And so with that, I took it, you know, live in each moment, every little milestone, you know, every little step, every little thing should be celebrated. And that's how I've been living that aspect of my life with him and in my, in my own life before him. And the last lesson is that, um, oh my, um, I just drew a blank. Sorry. I just drew a blank. There was another lesson and I'm, I drove a blank. So those are the two. And um, I'm sure the other one will come back to me. But thank you. I love this topic. No, I love that. What a great lesson and done through the lens of parenting. I'll give you as a parent, I have an eight-year-old and a five-year-old. The greatest lesson that I've learned as a parent is that you have to allow your kids to become a part of your world, but your kids can't become your world um, because you don't need to lose yourself just because you've become a parent.
And so have your kids become a part of your world, a huge part of your world. I include my kids in all the things that we've done. My kids have been to Europe several times. They've traveled to so many places with us. They are with us and our friends. They feel that our best friends are also their best friends. And our best friends' kids feel like we're all best friends, all the families, and that's beautiful. But my kids aren't my world. Thank you, They're Alexander. a huge I, part. Go ahead. I do remember the last one was because becoming a mom to my child, a lot of it came with advocacy. And because I had to educate myself about children with Down syndrome or other kids with special needs, I was uneducated before I had him. And so I looked at people's viewpoints differently after that and it was part of my job not to judge someone for what they don't know, but to teach them the lessons so they do know. So those were my three lessons of that I learned at the age of 40. So thank you so much for this. I appreciate it. No, love that. Thank you so much for your share. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am now over my time. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.